Hey, it's Nyingsu. For this week's episode, I invited Niu Chun, who is a member of the General Strike Coordination Body, GSCP, and he is also one of the members of the Student Union. So, Niu Chun, uh, welcome to the VV Vox Pop. Uh, yes, uh, that's for having me, uh, Nyingsu. Can you briefly introduce yourself? Uh, I am Niu Chun. Uh, before, before the coup, uh, I was a member of the Student Union, uh, but uh, after the coup, uh, I started uh, participating uh, in the anti-coup movement. Uh, I was uh, arrested in April 2021, and the military uh, sentenced me uh, to three years in prison, uh, which fight will fight a. Uh, after uh, I was uh, released from this prison uh, in May uh, 2023, uh, I started working with GSCB uh, in their boycotting team. And, and I also joined with other strike committee in Yangon and uh, organized a peaceful flash mob. So how do you become an activist? Is there any motive for you? There are so many motives uh, for me uh, to become an activist. Uh, I have always uh, had a strong desire uh, to do something uh, for Burmese people uh, who don't understand uh, human rights or democracy. Uh, because of that, I pushed myself uh, to get involved uh, in these political issues. Since you're one of the members of GSCB, uh, what have you been working on recently? Um, after I joined GSCB, uh, they started uh, operations uh, to defend the military uh, by collaborating uh, with other resistance groups. Uh, defending the military is a strategy to block the cash flow uh, to the military and uh, deliver the cash flow to the resistance force. Uh, since I was already involved in boycotting the military's business and borders uh, before I was arrested, uh, so I participated in this GSCB operation. Um, our first test was to boycott age borders uh, of the military. Uh, this boycott campaign uh, was uh, very affected across Myanmar, and, and it included uh, flash mobs, persuading the public, and sticker campaigns, online campaigns, and asylum uh, and destruction of the military's uh, products in liberated areas. Uh, due to this operation, uh, the military uh, forced the shop owners uh, to sell their products by finding their cans. Uh, now, uh, we are planning to find out uh, other nine more uh, military products uh, as our circumstance. Uh, we, are, we are going to block the cash flow uh, to the military uh, step by step. And, and also, uh, I am supporting the political prisoners uh, mainly uh, as much as uh, I, I can uh, since I was a political prisoner. In order to get public awareness and make campaigns on boycotting the military products, what is your challenges so far? It is uh, very, uh, very more difficult for us uh, to carry out strike movement or flash mob protests, uh, especially uh, in cities and areas uh, controlled by the military. Uh, they oppress the public uh, with fear. And on the other hand, um, uh, activists and pro-democracy supporters are being shot and suppressed. 
uh, also, uh, when we do the flash mob protests, uh, the military ran through to us, uh, with their cars, uh, beating and arresting. And, and as you may know, uh, they sentenced uh, political prisoners to lifetime prisons. And in Yangon, uh, there are military informants uh, wearing like as like normal civilians. Uh, soldiers and police uh, also are patrolling uh, everywhere. Uh, you know, uh, and in these situations, uh, to organize uh, strike movements is uh, life-threatening for us. Uh, but uh, we won't give in. We will continue fighting until the military did the shit uh, ends. Uh, you are collaborating with other general strike committees. And uh, like you said, the military targeted and arrested the activists and protesters more and more in Yango. So what kind of challenges the flash mob protests are facing on ground? Uh, we have uh, so many challenges and difficulties to organize a strike movement, uh, especially uh, CCTVs. Uh, the military installed a lot of CCTVs uh, these days. Uh, and uh, people also install them uh, for their security. Uh, these CCTVs are recording the environment uh, near their shot or houses. So uh, the military got images or guard license, uh, guard license plates uh, of our strike committees uh, through their CCTVs. From there, uh, they proceed to arrest or issue rent. Since uh, these CCTVs are in various places in Yangon, and it is the main difficulty in flash mob activities. That's really bad. Now that the revolution is almost three years, could you please explain how difficult the situation is for on-ground activists who are still working on the revolutionary stuff in Yangon? Uh, since the coup, uh, we face a lot of difficulties uh, including uh, life-threatening ones. Uh, but they stayed in Yangon. Uh, there are so many uh, military informants and CIDs in every crowded place. Uh, because of them, um, it's also hard to operate the strikes. And also at night, uh, the military and what administration uh, usually check the overnight guest list. Uh, um, after the coup, uh, the military and after the uh, census law uh, that violates our freedom, security, and human rights. Uh, according to this law, uh, soldiers and uh, police uh, can search uh, people's homes and bodies uh, whenever and uh, however they want. Uh, every night, uh, they search and check people's homes, and sometimes they get arrested. Uh, so, uh, the people have to live with a, a sense of insecurity day and night. Uh, now, some landlords uh, don't even want uh, to rent their houses to young people uh, because uh, they think uh, these young people are related to uh, revolutionary wars and they are also afraid of their houses uh, getting detained by the military. Uh, I have seen uh, that uh, some landlord refused to rent their room uh, to someone uh, who has recently been released from prison. You said you were arrested and spent two years in prison. So why do the military soldiers arrest you? When the coup happened in Yangon, uh, we started the peaceful protest 
uh, striking uh, campaign papers on bestos and uh, did a lot of things uh, related to the revolution. And, and I also supported uh, members of uh, civil disobedience movements and CDM. And because of uh, these peaceful protests and campaigns, uh, my friend and I will uh, get arrested by the military on April. Uh, I was sentenced to three years and uh, my friend was sentenced to seven years. Uh, we are just expressing our rights to in this revolution, uh, but the military tortured and abused uh, inhumanly at the interrogation center and police stations. Uh, can you tell me how bad the situation is in the uh, insane prison? Uh, after the military tortured us, interrogation center, uh, they prosecuted as after that, uh, we were sent directly to insane prisons. Uh, we couldn't get permission to see our family members and hire lawyers uh, for 20 days since we were arrested. Uh, after a week, we were able to hire a lawyer for the second and hearing in court. Uh, but it has been almost a month uh, since our arrest. Uh, during a year of my time in prison, uh, the warrants uh, didn't allow us to see our families. Uh, we had a chance to see our families at the court uh, on the day of bodies after a year in prison. Uh, on the day of the bodies, uh, the regime just uh, sentenced me to three years in prison uh, by ignoring my lawyer's objections and appeal. I faced a really hard time uh, during my time in prison. Uh, the prison guards treated the prisoners with awful manners. They hit the prisoners with buttons uh, as they please. Uh, they put the prisoners in solitary confinement and as they please, and they put lead caps uh, on them for a man. And the prison guards uh, even beat some, some political prisoner to death. Uh, for example, uh, there is a political prisoner called uh, Kuyako, who was in the same cell with uh, Dawson Suji's economic advisors, Mr. Sean Daniel. Uh, he died due to the torture by prison guards. There is no prisoner rights in this prison. And the prisoners are forced to work hard labor, carry feathers, and can take a shower. And there is not enough healthcare uh, in prison. And um, due to that, over uh, 10,000 prisoners and the wardens trying to cover this uh, from the public. Uh, since uh, there is no medical care and oxygen tanks uh, in the prison, uh, more than 10 prisoners, uh, including an analyst, uh, executed Uhanda uh, Min died. Uh, one of them uh, died in my hands and he didn't get any treatment at all. I mean, like, that's really bad. I mean, and also what a journey for you. So my next question is like, how, how, does, how does your family react to your participations in this in this revolution, my my family uh, knows 
uh, what I have been doing during this revolution. And of course, uh, they don't want me to do these revolutionary wars. Uh, the military can detain uh, everything we own and my family worries uh, that uh, they can kill me. Uh, but what I have been doing is not for my own benefits. Uh, they also understand uh, what I've been doing is for them and for all people in our country. That's why they couldn't stop me, actually. And also, what do you expect from this revolution? And uh, what do you think of Myanmar's future? I truly believe that this revolution will definitely win. As I believe, I will continue to walk this path consistently. I hope one day uh, our country will have equal rights, the right to self-determination and wish for democracy and human rights. That's uh, my goal and it must become. Well, I will root for you too. And also, anything uh, do you want to add? Uh, I would like to send a message to everyone in the world. Uh, we are fighting for our freedom and dignity. If injustice remains somewhere on the earth, that injustice will knock on everyone's door at any time. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you for your story and thanks for sharing sharing to our DVD Boxbot podcast. Ah uh, yes, uh, thank you very much.